The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and fantastic to be back with you again for uh, yet another week of the Business Elevation Show. I'd like to thank my guest, uh, uh, Terence Mari, who we interviewed last week and that was a great show. Uh, if you've not heard it, you can check it out in the archive. Um, also, I've been delighted um, and want to say thank you to anybody who's brought the power to get things done, whether you feel like it or not. I'm just absolutely thrilled with the feedback and thrilled with people sharing it and uh, people getting real value from it. So it's lovely to to hear from you. Uh, thanks to Mel Coslow, who took it to a networking event, and uh, lots of people uh, there loved the title and were, were buying the book. And, um, and also thanks again to Dr. Ivan Meisner, whose post seems to have been shared hundreds of times around the world. Uh, and also in Success Magazine this month. So that was lovely. Now, have you ever wondered how you could increase the value and financial performance of your business by offering additional high-value products and services on the back end of your, the services that you provide, whether they're speeches or masterclasses or training or, or whatever it may be? Because today what we're going to focus on is high-ticket offers and how to create and convert them uh, with Simon Davis, who's my guest. If so today, I want to introduce you to uh, Simon. I think Simon's a bit of a best-kept secret, actually. Uh, he's worked with many high-performing thought leaders and experts, and he helps them to deliver additional high-income-generating products and services with their content and material. Uh, as a highly successful and experienced copywriter and marketeer, he's acquired an international reputation. He's worked with some really uh, well-known people, uh, particularly in the sort of people development um, field, people like Daniel Priestley, Paul Abins, the Coaching Academy, Merrilee Benson-Strick, Jill Fielding, Burnett, uh, Bernadette Doyle. And also recently, I decided to hire him myself to help me add more value uh, with my content. Now, Simon's intention is to enable his clients to create additional annual income of at least £150,000 in 90 days or less. Uh, so uh, there's maybe one or two of you thinking about um, that could be quite helpful uh, to help your cash flow with uh, your business. So uh, a big, big welcome uh, to uh, my friend, Simon Davis. Hello, Chris. How are you? Brilliant, thank you. Great to have you on the show today. And you, uh, it's wonderful to be here. <laughs> it's uh, kind of you to ask me. Hey, you're welcome. Well, it's actually nice also, which is I don't do too often, is to interview somebody who's actually in my office uh, with me, uh, quite often we're we're many many miles apart. So That's, a, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's nice to take the two dogs for a walk just now in the field. It was indeed, wasn't it? Yeah, we've been out in the Leicestershire countryside today, and uh, Simon's uh, come over to uh, to spend a day with me. And we're well, we start, one thing we're starting to do. I'm starting to do more of actually, which uh, I think uh, I was inspired by a friend of mine, Roger Masterson, who I had a meeting with Roger. He's he's been on the show before. Um, called it's called the Castle Man. 
because uh, he has a company that um, works with castle owners. And he took me out um, for a business day's meeting, and we spent the whole day walking and working together. And uh, therefore, I'm doing that quite often, actually, meeting clients, going for walks and talking and collaborating that way. You hear a little bit of a pit-patter in the background, it's Simon's dog. (laughs) (laughs) So meetings don't have to be uh, stuck in a boring office. So I just want to really start the interview, uh, Simon, by asking you, you know, what personally interested you in copywriting, marketing, and bigger ticket offers? Well, <laughs> so probably people will uh, identify with this, that, that it's all gone in a huge, great, big circle, and I, I ended up pretty much where I started off. Um, I was in financial services for well over 20 years, and got to the point where I thought, well, there's got to be more to life than this. And just wanted to know what that was. And, and I decided, you know, I want to spread more of my, um, what I've learned through years in business um, out wider and become a coach. And then in, in doing that, I decided, well, it's not quite as, or I found out it's not quite as straightforward as one might think. So I looked into uh, how one can start to develop programs and spread my value that way. And in that uh, discovery, I I was introduced to the art of copywriting. Now, being in financial services for 20 years, you never went anywhere near copywriting. In fact, the term was a complete anathema to me. I'd never really heard of it. And um, I quickly found that uh, not everybody can do it. So obviously there's a niche there straight away. But the advantage that I had, I've, I've always been interested in how we can use language to influence, but influence ethically, and how we respond to different language patterns. Um, but also the, the written word and how you can use deep psychological processes that we're all um, influenced by to actually bring the event that you want to bring about to actually happen, obviously, as ethically as possible. So that's how I got into copywriting. So I thought, well, this is just something I can do naturally, almost uh, without thinking. I've just got that natural ability that other people don't have, so that's a service that I can offer. That then led me into working with some of the people that you, you just kindly mentioned there. And what they started to ask me was, well, we're, we're just in the launch. We're launching a program. We're launching a new book. We're launching a new event. Can you write some copy for us uh, to get it sold? But in the course of that, what they were asking me was, well, well how, how should we go about it, Simon? What do you think about this idea? And I thought, I better start finding out then, haven't I? I better start to understand this launch process. And I um, started to, to look into that. More and more people then asked me, well, how do I launch my business online? And what I'd spotted from, there, there was a recurrent, recurring theme in that these people were wanting to get online um, very often to avoid what they found as a more painful process that being actually directly selling. Mm. And what I then encourage those people to do is say, okay, yeah, pursue the the online side of your business. The unfortunate thing is it takes a lot longer than most people think it will do. But you've got some really good uh, opportunities staring you in the face where you you can try to um, convert more people more directly by involving them with you at a higher level to be brave serve them at a higher level, solve some higher problems, 
and you'd be better remunerated for it. But then I realised that's what I've been doing for years and years and years in financial services, solving big financial problems for people. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what we're sort of saying there is that um, uh, is that often people are maybe missing out through um, through a lack of confidence, perhaps. Um, uh, through, yeah, through a lack of confidence or through a lack of awareness that actually within what they do, uh, they could be selling, it could be selling higher ticket um, items. They could be selling higher value products and services. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly that, Chris. It very much it was a, a lack of confidence and a lack of know-how. The people aren't necessarily uh, taught how to ethically close, how to attract people towards their message where they can um, get them to engage, but they get them to engage uh, effortlessly. Uh, and it's just pe- it's something that people can learn, but these people hadn't been shown how to do it. Very often people are just scared of the phone because they don't have a process yes. behind conducting that interaction. And that can be taught. So um, it, it's a marriage of having uh, an attractive message to people who have a big problem to solve and then encouraging them to have a, an adult conversation where literally, and done in the most elegant and, and, and best way, they're actually asking, how can you help me? Hmm. And if it's been set up right in, and, and you're solving a larger problem, it eventually leads to be defeat. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's interesting and you know, I know one or two people that you worked with and so you're doing some work with me at the moment. It, it does it does partly push you to play a bigger game as well, which is... It, it does, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you step up to a higher level because you're, um, you're framing it that you're, you're going to be helping them solve a bigger problem. So you do have to play, yeah. play up a bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you do find out more about yourself, your own capabilities and uh, what your audience needs at a deeper level. But also I think uh, as interestingly and possibly um, as importantly, you... Because you're serving at a higher level, you find out much more about what you know than you already know, if that makes sense. Yes. And you probably found that with writing your book, yes. I dare say. Yes. When you de- delve into it, you think, God, I, I know much more about this than I really thought I did. Yes. And can articulate it at a better, in a better way. Yes. Yeah, so mm. that, that articulation is right. And one of the things we, we tried with the book was to keep it small. Yeah. Um, because there's so many books I read, and I think quickly that could be, you know, five chapters less, or it could be you know 100 pages less. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I yeah. don't need something that's going to keep the door open. I need something <laughs> that I can just you know read quickly and reread yeah. if I need to, and and uh, pinpoint what I want. That's it. Yeah. So what just just help me understand what what a high ticket offer is, and how do you define one? Well, uh, that's a really good question, and I when I was trying to come up with a phrase to um, get it over to people, um, what I found, the the biggest stumbling block for most people with a high-ticket offer was they got fixated on the fee. But when you look at it logically, and my phrase for it is this, is that um, one can only expect to attract a high-ticket fee if first one has identified uh, illustrated and can solve a high ticket problem because logically um, if you're not selling a high ticket problem how can you ever be expected to be paid well for it yeah. 
But the other way around is if you are selling a high-ticket problem and you're not charging a high-ticket fee, it's incongruent. And people will sort of, for want of a better phrase, possibly smell the rat and think and not engage in it. Because, you know, if you're so solving, just to put figures on it, if you're so solving a million-pound problem but you're only charging £500 to solve, solve the problem, it doesn't make sense, does no. it? No, no. So first find that big problem and then how can you position yourself as the person that solves it and you will attract if you're elegantly um, constructing your offer, the fees will follow. Mm. Mm. So just, we're talking here about, particularly about events and leadership and training and marketing and mm. likes. Is, is high, are high ticket offers valid for all industries? I would say so. Yes, yeah. um, I'd be I'd be very hard pushed uh, to think of any any industry, any service, any profession where a high ticket solution um, couldn't be engineered. And there again, eth- I mean ethically engineered rather than forced in there, because in any market there there will always be those people who they see themselves as VIPs and always buy the best. Uh, or people in that that niche or that market who have bigger problems that need to be sorted out, and and if it's not you that are offering how to sort them out, they'll go and find it somewhere else. So it might as well be you. Yes. So um, I I honestly, Chris, I can't think of any instance where it, uh, it wouldn't be possible. The question is going about looking at it, actually analysing the market and saying, okay, what is or are those problems and understanding those problems and how do those problems affect the lives of the people who are struggling with them? And that's the difference. It's not just saying you've got a problem, oh, yes, I have. It's it's empathising with those people say, well, within your business, let's say, let's say it's a business problem, within your business... You've got this big problem, but how does that manifest in the rest of your life? And that's really what people buy into is how much time am I not spending with my partner? How much of the time with my kids growing up am I missing? How many good holidays am I not enjoying with these people around me whilst they're there? And how much is this affecting my health by having this big problem in my business? We solve that one problem over there, all the rest will follow. Mm. Now, that's magic. That is solving a high-ticket problem. Yeah. So it's that level of empathy as well. And I think um, something I've come to realise is if you're the person that is illustrating that deeper problem for them, usually in your marketplace, I was, I was working yesterday with an accountant friend, been a friend for years, and I said, I'll, I'll do this just to help you out. And we started talking about her ideal client and the type of problems that they may have in in their life. And we went through the whole process. And I said, you know, if you were talking about their how it affects their lives and their enjoyment of their lives, who in your competition base will have ever spoken to your ideal client in that way? And she said, well, quite honestly, nobody. That will enable her to escape the time for money trap. Yes. She won't be paid by that hour yes. now. She'll be paid by for the result and, and articulate it in a completely different way. Yeah. 
Well, excellent. Well, after the commercial break, um, well, I'd just like to just pick up on that thing about ethical you mentioned a little earlier. Right. So we'll, we'll chat about that. And then yeah. let's sort of get into some of the, the kind of things that we need to really think about um, to help us with the stepping stones in developing these uh, high-ticket uh, offers. Mm, so great. We should be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Simon Davis, and we're talking about high-ticket offers. And if you want to to find out more about the shows that are coming up and, and my take on some of them, uh, we send out a communication about once a month. Uh, if you go to chriscooper.co.uk and top of the page, uh, sign up, uh, then you'll receive that. Um, now, I just want to uh, move on to the point that you just meant about, you said about ethics uh, earlier on. I just want to raise a point. You know, I went to the self-development program a number of years ago, and I did buy a high-ticket offer product. Uh, in fact, it was about £1,200, I remember. And... I was quite influenced by the sales pressure on the day, I must admit. And several weeks later, I felt really ripped off when I experienced the product. Mm. Uh, I just wanted your views on on ethics uh, around this area because I think what that did for me is I actually was – I was actually kind of grateful I had that experience because I decided I never, ever wanted to put anyone else through that. Yeah, uh, and I knew that was what, what I never wanted to ever offer to anybody. Yeah, um, I, I get rich. <laughs> yes, you know, yes, product that wasn't authentic. Well, I think there are two answers to that. Firstly, I would never um, work with a client who 
gave any impression that they had an, in, uh, an unethical stance, either an unethical product or an unethical way of working. Um, and I think, you know, people aren't stupid. People are either... Um, can smell something unethical happening, and the more we are connected globally, you know, I, I think it's um, uh, more and more difficult to get away with that. If you know, heaven forbid you're even tempted, um, but also, why would you want to do that in the first place when there are so many ethical opportunities um, to do a, a good job and a, 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 an honest job for people? than to dive into something unethical or use unethical practices anyway. But the key to it is, is going back to what I was saying before, is, um, is looking at the problem that the client is honestly um, struggling with, rather than coercing them into something. He's uh, uh, doing a really good job of illustrating um, the, the deeper meaning of that problem. Yeah. So he's actually allowing the prospect to buy and to be educated well before you even ask for um, any commercial consideration to, uh, to 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 change hands. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in this situation it was it was a, a not too expensive day. Uh, a lot of people in the room, um, but there was a number of different products that were being sold. And the one I bought, actually, it did play, right? It did have a, a big ticket issue. Mm. It was about actually generating financial wealth through your, your investments. Um, however, what wasn't great was that it didn't, what, what was delivered didn't stack up well yes. behind. So I think, you know, I think you've got to just got to be careful about how you construct them. I know, I, know, yeah. I know when we first chatted, I liked the idea of working with you because you really, you really got this ethics <laughs> yes, issue. It's important, mm. yeah, because it, um, it reflects on, on you your business, and it would reflect on me, allowing you to, if, if you were to want to act unethically, if I was to allow that to happen, it has an impact on my professional reputation. And the way we're all connected these days, it just isn't, isn't worth it. You know, do, do, do you go after something much more um, uh, ethical and, um, and, and honest and do just do a good job for people yeah. it's as pure and simple as that and, and be be straightforward people do like um, but I think everybody whether they're tuned into it or not has a deep level of intuition and sometimes it can be disguised and you find out after the fact but when you're in business it's not about the first sale it's not even about the second sale. It's about long-term client value and um, allowing them to stay with you or encouraging them to stay with you for as long as absolutely possible. That's the best way to build a good business. And very often that's where businesses go wrong is they're just chasing the first sale. Usually the first sale is a smaller sale and they're not building the, the back end, the long tail. Yeah. And you won't get people staying with you if they... If there's anything about a how you sell, but b how you follow up, or we'll perhaps come to that. Yeah. Uh, later. Let's 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 that's great. Let's let's move on because I think one of the things I found with doing this work with you is I, I needed to develop my mindset uh, to you know start to think about the creation of these kinds of products. And we're still kind of working it through, but it's to some extent it it can become a bit of a step into the unknown if mm. you're not used to the the, the technicalities and the processes and how this all works yeah. um so you know, do people do you find that with people or was, or was i just a bit of an anomaly 
No, I think you're right, actually. Um, I, I, <laughs> it's a funny one. Everybody's different, to be honest, Chris. Uh, some people know a lot. Some people think they know a lot. Uh, some people don't know very much at all, but they know their subject well. Mm. And that's um, that's probably the, the best starting point is... Um, if you know the process, but you don't have the IP or the depth to um, the depth of knowledge or depth of ability to help people, there's not a lot you can do. But if you have the the ability to solve these high ticket problems or any problem, then there are methods of building the the, uh, the, the events, the services, the programs around it. They work. Time and time and time again, because they're based on the, the the psychology of how we all work. So it's more important that you have a proven process that you have uh, credibility behind, and you have um, not necessarily a huge list, but you have followers who like what you do that you can then build on and get more people to mm. that process. So how do you, how do you attract the ideal clients who want to buy these? That's a really good question. And this is the part that most businesses, including large businesses, don't do. And that's to build an ideal client profile. Because the only way that you can, and, and all about the, the way I work is about attracting people, not going out and chasing them. And the only way you can attract people is by first understanding them. You know, it's the old Goethe phrase, phrase uh, or first seek to understand yeah. before you seek to be understood. You know, how can you understand people if you don't really know them? So it's to, with every single client of mine, and we'll do this time and time and time again, depending on um, the more programs that we're developing, different programs will speak to different elements of their audience. So, to answer your question, is you've got to really understand your ideal client so that you can create a message that speaks directly to them. Because what you want to do is attract the right people and dissuade the wrong people. And the better your message is crafted to speak to uh, a, a type of individual, those who don't get it won't get anywhere near your your program, your 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 your, your um, uh, means of helping people, which is what you want, because your your marketing then is much more efficient. You're actually speaking uh, more directly to the people who do mm. get it. Mm. How do you? I mean, just one thing that's just popping through my mind uh, is you know my my book, the power to get things done, whether you feel like it or not. We you know I wrote that with small businesses in mind. However, um, I've been talking to some of the people who've been reading it and. You know, one said, actually, I didn't even think about small business. I was thinking about corporate companies yeah. and uh, and the relevance of this to, to corporate companies. And I found actually that title seems to speak to most people who actually do anything. Uh, how, how do you, how, how does that work then? Because it's quite hard then to work out your ideal customer profile. Um, well, <laughs> what I would recommend from there is that's actually fortuitous because uh, well, the first thing that you're doing right there is you're listening to the feedback. Uh, is then how do you respond to the feedback? The thing to do is is then to converse more closely with the audience and then segment them and find out who are these people yeah. that are reading your book and get into conversation with them and ask them what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it, which bits touched them and why. So you can then find out specifically um, who they are, what their problems are, 
what what they like, what they don't like, and so you can then closely design, you can get into that conversation, and they'll tell you what they want. Mm-hmm. So the rest actually becomes really easy then, because um, I think it's important not to prejudge what you're doing as well, and, and almost you know trust the universe, go with the flow, uh, but then respond strategically to the the clues that you're getting you yes. know, you turn your radar on radio radar on to the clues note the clues down and say okay what am i going to do with these clues now mm-hmm. how am i going to um, use those to serve them yeah more and it's really to be honest it, it, it's about getting into close um communication with these people to learn more about them i think one of the, i found it's sort of interesting working with yourself and and uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a step under the unknown. In the unknown, I've done one or two before, but a long time ago, as you you know, you suggested I, I did some online surveys, which I did, yeah. and you know, it was amazing actually how you know how many people were you know very open to sharing their thoughts mm. and feelings, and how insightful that was yes. actually. Yeah. Um, and I found that a little bit with the book, with one or two people I've spoken to, because actually, what I thought people, what, what I get out of the book, actually turns out for some others to be. You know, quite different, mm. uh, and mm. uh, you know, some people see it as being about actually, it's helped me really understand how important it is to get clear about my goals, or the fact I don't need to have too many goals. Or um, at least, the cloud who interviewed me this week for uh, Huffington Post and changing minds and various other things. You know, for her, it was sort of strategies uh, that people apply to get things done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everybody gets something different, and it's easy to assume, isn't it? It is. Yeah, well, and that's the biggest mistake that you can make in life and in business is to assume. And I'm glad you brought that um, that subject up about uh, surveying your list. Invariably, when I suggest it to new clients and they've never done it before, I would say 80, 85% of people are really deeply scared of the process. Yeah, yeah. But when you do it, and you do it well... Um, People, not only do my clients love it because they find out much more about their business and where it can go and the possibilities, and it can happen within days. You know, the possibilities and opportunities that are locked inside your business, just by asking a few really good questions, are suddenly unlocked. But as importantly, when you there's the as as with a lot of things in business. Running surveys, there are the right ways of doing it and there are the wrong ways of doing it. But if you do it well um, and you do it the right way, people absolutely love it. But that isn't the end of the story. It's then what you do with the information. And if I could give anybody who hasn't run a survey on their list, if they've got an audience and they want to find out what they should do next in their business or where the opportunities lie, run a survey. But ask people at least three times to do it because the first time some people will do it, but the rest will have good intentions too, or they'll have just missed the message. Just missed the email, yeah. Yeah, missed the email. Run it again. Uh, the, the day later, a couple of days later, this can all be done in a week. Um, just remind them gently, and very nice chatty email in your, your usual conversational, conversational style, and then run it again a third time. And what you usually find is there will be a spike somewhere. Now, that t- tells you a lot for your future messaging about your audience, how they respond, just in three little emails. can be done in yeah, half an hour. Um, Analyse the results, but the really important thing is tell those people who've been gracious enough to help you out 
what you found out. Yeah. And the number of times when we've run this with clients that they've had as much or if not more good feedback because they've had the good grace to respond to the help. Because if you help somebody else and uh, uh, somebody out and they've not told you what's happened with the information, you either think, well, that was a scam, or what was yes. the point? I'm not going to do that again. Yes. But also people do feel um, increasingly isolated. If you say, well, thank you very much for giving me this information, this is what we found out, and this is what we're going to do with it, it ties people into a community. They feel that they are similar to a body of other people, so it starts to formulate your community, but it also tells them what you're going to do with the precious information that they've mm. been kind enough to give, give to you. Mm. That makes it much more likely, A, that they're going to help you out in the future, but B, that some of them are going to buy into the program or the product or the service that you're going to create as a result of their kind information. And people do absolutely love it as long as it's done well. Yeah. 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 Marvellous. Um, so so, so it's, a, it's a server that you would, you would use, is it, to find out what the market wants? That's what we're Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are lots of proprietary tools. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some within people who use inside Infusionsoft. Uh, there's MailChimp. There's many, many of these. Um, that uh, You should just do a Google search and, and have a look around at one or two of them. Um, they all look fairly similar. But you, if you're going to choose them, choose one that will give you the, the results so that you can report the results yes. back rather than one that, that just, just gathers, um, uh, gathers responses. That, that's really what you should look for. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's worth kind of researching those. I remember mm. you know, one, I can't remember which was you, you sent me to first, which I thought was fantastic, but it got quite a high premium every month yes. to pay. So we did a free one. And then I tried something else, which actually wasn't quite as good, but was also yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> like cheapskate. That's what <laughs> <laughs> about 50 pounds a month when I'm only doing it once or twice a year. That, that, got, that's right. Yeah. 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 It's a question of getting started, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, after the commercial break, we'll start to look at, at how you create um, something that really stands out and is unmissable and some of the strategies that you might adopt to market your offer well. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
Are you looking to get noticed in today's business world? Listen for Chat with Chickles, what they couldn't teach you in business school. This is the show that will help you survive and thrive in business today. It's what you can do differently that will help you stand apart from everybody else in the field. Lisa Chickles and her guests can show you just how to gain that unique edge. Chat with Chickles can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. My guest this week was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under President Clinton, Mr. Henry Cisneros, who will be here to talk about 13 trends which make investing in real estate in urban centers a sure bet. Don't miss Henry Cisneros this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, sir. Chris Cooper back again with Simon Davis. I just want to ask you, Simon, because um, I loved uh, something you shared with me this morning. Um, you know, you live in a beautiful rural um, area of structure. And I asked you what gets you up and excited in the morning, and you had a, a great answer, which uh, could be inspirational for one or two people uh, listening. Well, that was uh, the other. I, the earlier I get up, the earlier I can get my work done and out of the way, and the the sooner I can be out in the open countryside with my springer spaniel getting some exercise. So, uh, so that sort of explains because you, you, what you're saying to me is you like to you like to kind of go for a walk in the afternoons and uh, work work first thing in the morning and that's right. work done. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's down to knowing how you work best. Um, and I know I don't work best, don't work well at all if I'm not getting enough exercise. But because of the kind of work that I do, I need to have time to think and process uh, the conversations that I've had with clients. So I need to carve that time out but also to keep my mind fresh to keep the process moving as mm. much as anything mm. so yeah i you know i'll, I'll start work with a client on uh, you know seven seven thirty in the morning work through till lunchtime and then that's it and the afternoon i'm out walking with tilly but i actually considered that i'm actually i wouldn't say working harder but i'm i'm working much more constructively because that's when I come up with the, with my the, the best ideas that I have. It's not when I'm actually on the phone with clients. Um, it's when I'm actually out getting some exercise and I'm, I can then report back to the client and say, look, I've just had yeah. one or two ideas. I'd like to run these past you. Yeah. So I'm doing the thinking for the client strategically while they're doing the stuff in their business Um I can report back and give them a few options that they can then cherry pick from and we can mould that into something to go forward. They can get on and implement it in their business and I'm off thinking again. So I'm actually, and I quite enjoy this, is that they, it's that extra external head because sometimes you know what it's like Mm. in your own business, Chris, and it's the same in mine. Very often I can't see the wood for the trees in my own business. Yeah. I think a lot of us are the, are the same. So if you've got somebody else that can go away and process it unencumbered, 
and come back with a range of options with no agenda attached that you can then say, oh, yeah, 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 I can see a glimpse there. That would work for us. Mm. Um, yeah, specifically when you're working with international clients, though, you, uh, you're you a bit more flexible. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so, yes. You've got some, uh, a number of clients in the States where, you know, we'll, we'll hop on Skype at the end of the English day. <laughs> absolutely, I'm quite happy to do so, yes. So how do you ensure, I'm just mindful of the time now, we haven't got loads left um, in this segment, so... So let's get sort of focused and just get a few key points out here. So mm. how, how do you ensure that um, you're, when you, once you're clear about what your offer is, that, it really, that you're going to make an offer to your market, what the market wants, and it really stands out and it's unmissable? So that is a very good question. I think there again, it's by knowing your client really well, getting into close conversations and, and knowing very, very precisely without a shadow of a doubt. And this is why we do surveys, is to remove that risk, to remove the guesswork. You already know what they want because you've asked them a series of questions. Um, and, and don't rush at that process. You know, Gather information over time in a timely manner. Uh, Analyse it, respond to it, and build it into your overall thinking. But be prepared to have a number of conversations. Be prepared to pick up the phone to your, your best clients and say, well, you know, what is it you like about the way we work? What has worked for you uh, well so far? What is the maybe that we haven't discussed? Um, would you be honest enough, you know, we know each other well enough, um, what are the bigger problems uh, in, in your life? What is, what's your bigger vision? And listen, really just listen to what they say. Um, but then build in your own personality. Because the, the easiest and the best way to make it stand out in the marketplace is yourself, because nobody can compete with you. And if, if you're designing your ideal client profile well enough, the two should marry. You should be attracted to them as much as they are attracted to working with you. And if it's that good marriage, then it actually doesn't feel like work anymore. Um, and it, it, you know, if anybody listens to it ever... Um, experience that and know what I mean it, it's I don't have lots of clients purposely I don't have lots of clients uh, for that reason because I would like to work really closely with people who I gel with and believe in and think there's a long way I can help these people to get um, it's more important to get off on the right foot and work with them over the long period because it's me and my brain and, and my ethos that people like as much as I like theirs and if you're working on a high ticket level you know if, if you're working for three four five thousand pounds uh, per project plus you know if that's your entry point you don't need a lot of clients no no and you can serve them at a higher level mm. so I think that's it it's, it's understanding um, what makes up the people that you really want to work with that you can serve to your best of your ability um but what is it about you that they um, gel with, that they understand, that they find um, appealing, and make a make a point of that? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I see people said, you know, producing copy, which is you know quite personable. Uh, so mm. you know, give stories and testimonials, but it also talks about the individual. But yes. what what it, you know, what if I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quick fit, I'm a, a car dealership or something and I've got this higher end service that I can offer yeah. uh, and 
you know, presumably, you, you know, you're sharing, you're talking about the brand as opposed to an individual or maybe yes. sometimes an individual. Yeah, well, well, that, that there again, you know, what I would say is, well, if it's quick fit or, you know, these larger brands is um, understand your typical client. Yeah. Why do they come to you as opposed to go yeah. anywhere else and heighten that experience? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, how would you try and train your mechanics? How should they... Um, greet a client how should they treat a client when they're there what, what's the the timing of the phone calls to let them know what's going on with their service um, what's your follow up like and it needs to all be consistent geared to that client so you get them back so they don't go to because it's about client longevity yeah. and long to, or, or, or you know, being mercenary and can be completely commercial yeah. about this bit of our chat um, with the item of the commerciality is your eye should be once you've done the hard work and got a client how can you continue to offer stimulation um, higher level of service inspiration that they don't get elsewhere that keeps people um, and you don't have to repeat that hard work of going to get more of them yeah I see that I see that with my I've got a BMW. If you get a car serviced there, it probably costs quite a lot more money to get it serviced mm. there than a local local garage. But they're yeah. offering you know cups of tea and, and a, I think I got given some you know, buttered croissants or something like that yes. as well the last time I went in. And you know there's a perfume thing in the car and there's there's mints in the car. Yeah. It's all these things to try and you know help you feel like you've got some extra value for the premium price. Yes, yes. But for example, wouldn't it be nice if you knew what breed of dog you'd got? and sent you uh, messages on Facebook mm. about that breed of dog. For it, I've just made that totally off the top of my head. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? To know you at a deep, deeper yeah. level. Yeah. Um, rather, than transactional. Say, rather than transactional. Rather than transactional. More level. deep, personal. And this is, you know, how do you make something really appealing? Yeah. Is when you know something at a deep, personal level. They could send you flowers on your wife's birthday. Yeah. But, yeah, but lots of people do that. Yeah. But I bet they wouldn't take the trouble to um, to know the breed of dog no. and you know, send you information about that. It might yeah. not be related to BMW, but you'd think those people remembered that. It might be quite nice if they sent you a text or they sent you a, uh, a Facebook message or a Twitter saying happy birthday. Maybe. Yeah, it's that's birthday. right. You know, little, it's a little thing, but it gives a little bit of warmth, doesn't it? It's, that's personality. It. It's that warmth of personality. And that's, I really do believe that's where... Um, uh, commerce is moving generally within the world because we've got the tools to do it now is is working at a much more personal level even if you're a big corporate um, you can systemise this kind of interaction yes yeah you know even it, the hum, humble autoresponder done well can give that that personal touch yeah definitely you know, uh, but, but shooting a quick video of something that's topical within your BMW dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, we, we could have shot a quick video this afternoon about the, the chats. We had a really good chat yeah. about business strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, on the hoof, didn't we? Yeah. Shoot a quick video whilst you're out with your mate in the field and walking the dogs. Yeah. And send it to your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about you. You might like to share this conversation that yes. I'm just having. I was thinking, just thinking there, imagine, uh, you know, that BMW garage when they sold you your car. 
Mm. Um, you know, the sales team actually sending you a video saying, you know, thanks very much, Mr. So-and-so. Lovely to have you in. Yeah. Hope you enjoy your car. By the way, there's always additional thing. Call us at any time. Yes. Personalized video, just link, link from YouTube or something like that. And you think, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Ten seconds. It does. Mm. Well, not, no, no one ever seems to do it to you. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. So we'll get them there because we're talking. Because <laughs> engagement's one of my agendas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Increase it. So um, <laughs> I just, just sort of want to move on again. So how do you authentically close um, these kind of high ticket items without you know, feeling like that course I mentioned where I got fleeced a number of years ago, mm. like a hard sell? Yeah. Yeah. So it feels a natural process and. and well, it really lies with um, the process is not to rely on one conversation to do the job for you. And I think this is why people are very scared of picking up the phone, because there's not a lot happened before they think of picking up the phone. Yes. Ideally, you'd want somebody to pick, be picking up the phone and calling you, wouldn't you? Um, and, and that's when, when the closing process has been done well is if, if you've got people phoning your office to say, I'd like to just find out how we could work together. The job's done. All you need to do is explain. Is actually ask more questions. You don't need to explain how you do it because they've already bought into what they've already seen. You, you touched on it a little bit there with videos, events, webinars, um, uh, email sequences into your list podcasts, all these different means of um, pre-selling people, exposing people to your value, and your, uh, your thought processes, your ideas, your um, ethical stance, going back to your previous point. They already, they've already done that. They've already processed that. So you've drawn them towards you, but they know what you stand for and how you can help. So the last thing is... Um, can they afford to work with you? Now, really, they should know what it costs to work with you because I've actually dropped that into our conversation already. Uh, people know what sort of fees I charge because I've just dropped, just dropped it into the conversation. That's what, with high ticket, what you should be doing because those people who think, oh, I'd love to work with him, but I can't afford to. I wonder if there's any other way that we could work together. But they know what your stance is. And those are the those people are thinking he's 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 on he's on the money. He understands my problem. He charges the sort of fees that I pay other people, um, and that's important actually as well. Is that your within your audience your fee is is of the level that they are habitually spending with other people that they see you are on. A par with. Yes, Does that make yes, sense? Yes, against the, yeah. the sort of peers they would put you against. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah, so if you were miles above or miles below, you, you, you're not really there. So you, um, it's worth dropping in here. Find out what your competition are doing or where your ideal client is spending and match your prices. Yeah. 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 So uh, to, to finish off the answer there is it's really it's a, it's a process to get people to come towards you so that they're actually inquiring, how can I work with you, Chris? And the process then is to say, well, tell me more about your business. Tell me about what problems are. I'd like to make sure that I can help you before we dive into anything yes. 
too soon yeah. say yeah I think I can help you when would you when would you like to get started excellent we've only got a, a sort of a couple of minutes uh, now before I need to wrap up so I just wondered if you got any final messages that you'd like to leave us with um Yes, and it's this. I, I, years ago, I invented a phrase, and it's simply this. Put yourself in danger of succeeding. Just, just go for it. It's out there. Uh, um, if you've got uh, a sector of the market, if you've got a list, if you've got, uh, you've got an idea of people that you could serve, gather them together and start to ask them questions. Even if it's just you get 10 people in a room and throw a workshop, it gives you the platform to start to ask some questions as to what are their bigger problems. Um, focus on finding out what they are, what's the deeper meaning to them, and how can you solve them. Find out what your competition are doing, and price match what you're, what you're doing, get started. You can always move up, but get started with a higher ticket offer. It's very attractive to people. Learn some lessons for it, and then start to... Yeah, evolve it and improve Excellent. it. Excellent. Well, Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today and a pleasure to actually meet you in person yes. for the first time today. Yes. We've spoken to for a number of months now, but we've never met. And uh, I think there's a lot of value in here for people to really think about how can they you know, move their business forward, how they can elevate their business by you know, offering you know, high-ticket offers uh, that offer enormous value to people because they resolve those high-ticket big issues mm. uh, that they that they have yes. so you know really really endorse what you do uh, i know you have a, a podcast um I, i've been on the show as well as um, we did one a show on the power to get things done it's called entrepreneurial dynamite so you can google um, that um, also um simon has a website uh, link um http slash high ticket masterclass.com htmc slash 16 day course dot php you might have to uh, reverse that uh, Go back again to uh, yeah. get that one. Um, Simon, do you have a, an email address if anybody wants to contact you yeah, directly? certainly do. It's simon at access-success.co.uk. Excellent. So, uh, simon at uh, hyphen uh, dot access. Sorry, Simon. Sa- Sa- <laughs> 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 it's, access yeah, simon at access, access hyphen success. .co.uk. Fantastic. It. Well, uh, uh, I look forward to um, speaking to you all again. On next week's show, I'm absolutely delighted that I have uh, an amazing leader. Her name is Lindsay Levin. Uh, she's the founder of uh, Leaders Quest. Uh, she is also the author of Invisible Giants, Changing the World One Step at a Time, which we'll be uh, talking about. Do join us for that. She's, uh, she's an incredible lady with an amazing organization that's uh, adding huge value around the world uh, when it comes to things like uh, the sustainability agenda. Um, so do, do check that one out. And uh, in the meantime, I wish you all a wonderful week. And if I can help in any way, just uh, get in touch. And do let me know any feedback that you have. I love to hear from people. You can always email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.